Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including especially herself. As you can hear, uh, whatever seasonal demon thing has attached itself to my nasal passages. And yes, I am sick again. Um, But we're getting better. We're drinking uh, orange juice and getting lots of sleep and taking all the medicinal help that a good husband here um, is giving me. Oh, by the way, the husband's joining me. Everybody say hi to Earl. Earl, say hi to the people. What's good, people? (laughs) So he will be joining me for this week's show. Um, No, we're not talking wedding stuff. I know a bunch of you have reached out and asked for, you know, a specific episode on wedding things, and we'll do that eventually. Uh, but there's a lot of other stuff going on other than Earl and I getting married. Um, I know it was massive for us, but there's a whole world of of things and topics and information we should be talking about. Hey, all right. Take it away, on us. <laughs> well, we'll get you guys the tea. Anyway, speaking of the tea, we are going to dive into some church announcements. So let's do that. Let the people of the reclaim say amen. Glad to be here, say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We glad that y'all here today and these will be your church announcements. So, this week's church announcements. Uh, Retired NFL running back D'Angelo Williams um, has covered the cost of mammogram screenings for over 500 women through his prop nonprofit, the D'Angelo Williams Foundation. Uh, in 2014, Williams unfortunately lost his mother, Sandra Hill. Um, she passed away from breast cancer at the age of 53. Prior to that, interestingly enough, four of his aunts um, lost their battle with cancer all before the age of 50, which is really, really interesting because the way um, mammograms and breast cancer screenings and all of that stuff has been marketed to women, you know, it makes you feel like you have more time to be concerned about those things. But if you look at D'Angelo Williams's family, you know, a lot of the matriarchs of his family lost their their battles with breast cancer at or around the age of 50, which really is not that old. Like 50 is not old at all, you know? And so I think it's really, really great that he has he's really stepping up to the plate and doing something about it. I know that uh, Beyonce and Solange's dad uh, just announced that he is uh, recovering from breast cancer himself. So for everyone who thinks that this is an isolated women's thing, which I don't know why people just, mm, like when something becomes like not related to them, they just stop caring. And we we gotta do better. I'm I'm not saying be out here and like being a bleeding heart for every single thing that's going on, but like if you find out there's something, you know, happening to a specific gender, <laughs> you know, you should care about the genders, you know, because we, we kinda all need each other still. Okay. So <laughs> moving along. California Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill that bans private prisons and immigrant detention uh, facilities from operating in California by 2028. This is massive. 
massive, 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 because, you know, there's been this whole discussion of private uh, facilities, private prisons, um, and how people are making money off of people being in prison. And, you know, that that means a lot for our our particular community, the black community, Um, because in essence, it's just another form of slavery. It's another form of free or low cost labor. Uh, and then you have the immigrant detention centers on top of that, um, banning the banning those, which interestingly enough, puts the state of California immediately at odds with the Trump administration. Yeah, um, I think absolutely kudos on the private prison piece. Um, that has been a, a sore spot, uh, particularly for those of colored background um, for a long time. And you really shouldn't be profiting off of, for right or wrong reason, however someone may find themselves in the uh, prison system or or in the judicial system and in prison and stuff like that. But um, So that's good. Kudos to the governor for that. Um, on the immigrant detention center piece, um, I, I get given the current condition of immigrant detention centers and the, the, the newsworthiness that they have, uh, come under and rightfully so, um, lately. However, um, I'm not opposed to the full idea of an immigrant detention center, Mainly because now, now maybe I wouldn't call it a detention center. I maybe call it a holding place because once folks come over, they really a lot of folks don't have anywhere to go. So I do believe that there should be some place where we try to figure <laughs> out here's a here's a place for you to come. Say this, and I do believe it should be humane, built, you know, have suitable uh, electricity, running water you know, food, things like this be available, not meant to be a permanent housing solution for you, but as a temporary spot to aid you in your transition here to integrating into the society of which you are attempting to immigrate. Let's handle some of your paperwork while you're here, that type of stuff. I do believe there needs to be some type of facility like that. So so maybe instead of a banning of and maybe like I said, maybe we don't need to call it a detention center. Well I mean but, let's, let's not but play something with, of the sort. Let's not just play with semantics though. Because, you know, they could call anything anything, you know? True. They could, you know, there were there was that time where some people tried to edit certain textbooks to talk about the great African migration. Which we know as the theft of human beings from the continent of Africa to begin the process of um, Africanized slavery, you know. So you could you could pretty up the words. I would rather, you know, actually fix the problem. You know, yeah, people don't have anywhere to go. Yes, they should. There should be a place for people to go. Yes, there should be, you know, a lot of things in place to, you know, to deal with the actual issues. But the idea of a detention center, it sounds like a prison. It sounds like a, a prison for people who are just seeking asylum or just trying to live the American dream. You know, people who, quote unquote, do it right, you know, to become citizens of this country, you know. And, you know, 
they're they're lumping everyone into this big blob of you know immigrants bad bad immigrants when truth be told like that's how this country supposedly was founded that's that's the rhetoric we keep getting that's the rhetoric we keep hearing now you know some of us were brought over as imports <laughs> we still feel away about that <laughs> but i i just i hate the idea of the that there's this place that is just literally crowding and crowding and crowding people into deplorable uh circumstances and and I, I agree that part should be absolutely I, changed but what I, what I was what I was trying to get at with what you were talking about is you know let's not play around with just the name of it like oh yeah we can call it the San Jose holding facility and it's still shit like let's 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 change that let's let's make it like i don't know let's make communities like let's let's be the places that we we said we were going to be you know for you know the hungry the lost the you know the 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 masses that we said we were going to be but yeah i i think those two things go hand in hand like i'm not saying let's just change the name and do nothing to the conditions so I'm saying that there there has to be a um a standard in place for the conditions of which these people will go that is much better than um than what is there currently and that we what we've seen on the news as what has been the typical conditions of an immigrant detention center Cause I, but I I think there is some necessity in a some place because as you say folks don't don't necessarily have a community to transition to mm-hmm. when they're running for their life from from whatever bad situation that they're in mm-hmm. they don't necessarily know which way to go left right once i get across this here border mm-hmm. so they don't necessarily have a community to go to mm-hmm. but this should be a transitional step yeah uh, not a permanent but Just a transitional, transitional yeah, yeah. step to, you know, help get you, again, to help get you some of your paperwork and stuff right. Get you um, a job, get you on your feet. Or or at least heading toward that direction. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, that's it for the church announcements. Let's get into the mess and the message. All right, folks, time for the mess and the message. So... I don't know if you guys have heard, there's this person um, who used to make incredible music. He has since um, passed away. His name is Kanye West. Um, (laughs) No, he's not dead, guys. He's still alive. But like, oh, my God. Um, Let me start by saying this. When I was in college, um, back in the early 2000s, I adored Kanye West. Adored him. That man made the soundtracks to my university experience. Um, college dropout, late registration, those were just the, that was just the music of my early college years, that my college experience, which is interesting because, you know, late registration, uh, college dropout, that whole thing, <clears throat> that was just, it wasn't my experience, but like I could relate to so much of what he was saying. I remember being an, a resident assistant sitting in, Ramsey, the dorm rooms of um, Ramsey at Westchester University and Hurricane Katrina was happening. Um, And the the 
the fallback of how it felt like the government wasn't really paying attention to the good people of New Orleans and the surrounding areas. And I remember clear as day, Kanye West was on, I believe it was MTV and Mike Myers was standing beside him and they were trying to raise money. And he, Mike Myers had passed it, you know, he had said something really poignant and he passed, um, the discussion over to Kanye and Kanye said something pretty incoherent because he was very emotional, but we could all like kind of resonate with what he was saying. And then he looks straight at the camera, dead at the camera and says, George Bush doesn't care about black people. And I remember looking up from my computer, my Dell computer, looking up like, wait, what did he say? And then I remember the camera panning from Mike Myers, who looked from the camera at Kanye reflecting the same face and then the camera suddenly went to Chris Tucker who also had the same face wait what did you just say (laughs) and I was like oh I like this guy I like this guy a lot um and so I'm no newbie to Kanye West like I'm no I'm no spring chicken when it comes to this 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 man um and I was ride or die for this guy and literally until he completely started to unravel. Um, you know, it's just and now we're at this this place where, you know, we kind we really have to talk about what he how he's almost become dangerous to certain narratives. Um, because, you know, when you're a public figure as, you know, one, I'm not talking about like, you know, your, your, your D list person or even them, but like being a public figure, people listen to what you have to say. And some people derive their entire opinion off of what you say. And so you have to measure, or you should at least measure the things that you say carefully and considerately and intelligently and you know with that understanding that with your platform comes uh, the weight of responsibility and you know I don't think that Kanye really has a grasp of that but to be fair I don't think that Kanye is well either I don't think that he's well I don't think that he's well and so you know I don't think that he's that's one of the reasons probably why he doesn't have a full grasp on the responsibility of the weight of his words and the weight of his decisions and how different things affect more than just him. Um, But there's a lot of people who are well, who are not well that, you know, don't go around saying irresponsible things and doing irresponsible things. Um, And one of those irresponsible things that I feel that Kanye is currently doing is this Sunday service tour. Now, before everyone jumps down my throat and says, oh, but you're a Christian. You're supposed to like Christian music. He's just furthering the gospel. This is just another for, this is just gospel 2.0. No, it's not. No, it's not. It is not. And if you are paying attention and if you are so for the gospel and so for the development, the change, the move, the the legacy left to us by the Lord Jesus Christ, you will realize there are certain things that, you know, something in the milk just really isn't clean. Um, so I say all that to say, I don't know what's going on with the Sunday service tour. <laughs> Earl is rolling his eyes at me so hard. And I really, what, what, babe, what? Now I'll give you an explanation of the Sunday service tour. 
we'll, 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 I'll give my opinion in a minute. Go, go, go on, get gone. <laughs> so, Kanye West has been doing this Sunday service tour now. Originally, when Sunday service first started, it was kind of done in secret. People had to sign NDAs. The only people who could release footage was, I believe, um, Kanye himself and the Kardashian family, um, which I will get to in a minute. Um, so this led to the creation of an album titled Jesus, Jesus is King, which was supposed to come out September 27th, based upon a tweet announcement from Kim, uh, Kanye's wife, and a celebrity in her own right. Um, but yeah, the album never dropped. Go ahead and open your crackers. We're, we're sitting here eating Ritz crackers. You guys don't mind us. Um, <clears throat> they're delicious. Anyway, not a plug, not a commercial, not a sponsorship, but hey, Ritz. By the way, we enjoy you. You can contact me at the reclaimed blog at gmail.com. Anyway, um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So album was supposed to drop September 27th. September 27th came and went. Um, and Kardashian urged the fans to have faith about the album. Um, so as people were waiting for Jesus is King to drop, uh, Kanye went on a series of listening parties all the way across the country. Uh, so, and a bunch of people were saying that, you know, people who were invited to these listening parties were saying that the album still sounds like, you know, it still is a work in progress, which fine. Okay. You know, art is art. Art takes time. Respect. Okay, cool. Whatever. Um, but Jesus is, Jesus is King is by all accounts, emphatically a Christian album. It samples all different types of gospel, the Lord's prayer, a bunch of stuff like that. But spirituality is not new to Kanye West. Um, what was one of his most famous songs? One of the most famous songs by Kanye West, Jesus Walks, um, <clears throat> which was groundbreaking for its time and still is groundbreaking. I remember listening to it and it was on like Power 99 and 103.9 when 103.9 used to play hip hop um, here in Philly. And so I remember thinking like, yo, we have a, it's it's not it's not your Kirk Franklin, it's not your I don't know. Give me another one. It's not your Ty Tribbett. It's not your Donnie McClurkin, but it's still Jesus, and it's still Jesus on the on you know. It's still fishing in a different pond. If you get what I'm saying, you know, like Christian folks have a tendency to listen to to and populate the Christian airwaves, but like. If you're not Christian or you're not practicing or you're an atheist and you're listening to your, you know, your typical hip hop stations and suddenly Jesus Walks comes on there, <clears throat> different, different audience. So, yeah, spirituality is not new um, to Kanye. But what is new is that he made this announcement recently that he is going to stop creating secular music, that he's going to focus on spiritual music. I have things I want to say, but I'm not going to say them right now. I'm saying them later. Uh, so since the beginning of 2019, this year, West has spent each of the Sunday services, pop-up sessions, um, called Sunday service, which, by the way, he's already applied for the trademark of Sunday service. Wonderful. Um, <clears throat> spending time, you know, focusing on the music, having a choir, singing gospel covers, um, and he and others uh, also 
participate. You know, he sometimes prays, sometimes he has other people pray. Uh, he went to a tour with a bunch of very, very big um, Christian, black Christian churches. And, you know, talked about how he was a broken man and how the Lord is changing his life and how, you know, he's getting healed and, you know, saying all of the, the buzzwords, all the Christian buzzwords um, that get people to fall out, jump up and out, down out of their seat, you know, that whole situation. And, you know, just really harping upon the Christian message, which honestly, I would be totally down for, except the fact that he does not do or say these same things with other audiences. Case in point, recently he did a Sunday service out in Salt Lake City, Utah, which he stopped the entire Sunday service, which was supposed to be this <clears throat> transformative, holy high moment with God and this music and all stuff like that to talk about how the Republican Party freed the slaves. Which is something that consequentially and interestingly enough, he did not do at these black churches. So there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot there. Um, I'm going, I have um, other notes, but we can get to them at a different point in the show. I want to hear what Mr. Earl Roberts has to say as he continues to just make faces at me. What do you think, girl? Kanye is a complex individual. All right. I think we've all come to the realization that there's just no one box that you can do with Kanye. True, we all miss college registration, um, college dropout late registration Kanye. We do. Yes, we all miss college registration. Uh, <laughs> y'all know what I mean. Well, we can put them together. It's a, it's a season. All right, so we we <laughs> we all missed it. Um, but and yes, Kanye has gone through his own particular mental issues, and and degree to some degree. Um, yes, Kanye needs therapy. Yes, Kanye needs to continue to talk. And yes, medication may need to be involved. I'm not his doctor, and I'm not saying he needs to take medication. But should, under the advice of medical professionals, sh- should he be uh, take some medication for whatever issue he's dealing with, um, I believe he should take his medicine like anybody should take their medicine <laughs> when it's properly prescribed and under consult with your resident physician or doctor. Amen. All right. Now, when it comes to Kanye um, and this and this Sunday service. Um, Which he trademarked. Well, he's I, trying to trademark. All right. So, see, here's where it's where I have this thing with Kanye where he does something good and then he does something stupid. <laughs> so, so, so this, is, this is where it is. All right. So, um, obviously... I I don't have a problem with the Sunday service in and of itself being an expression for him through the medium of which he is most comfortable, which is music. Um to to explore his his reconnecting to his faith. That's fair. 
and to to work through that um, and and somewhat asking others to walk alongside him in that journey with it. So if that on the very basis is of Sunday service, I don't have a problem with that. And I applaud that. But I do take issue with the Sunday service when we have the it was like the nine hundred dollar t shirt. Oh my god, the two hundred fifty dollar <laughs> sweatshirt and the fifty dollar yeah. socks. Yeah, that all says right. Jesus is King or all something right. like that. All right, so that's a little much. Church, uh, he calls them church clothes. That's a little much. You can buy some Usher kids for twenty five dollars at Shoe Carnival. So uh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So that all right, it was like you was doing something good, and then you did something stupid. So. He and then as Whitney brought up the point about the um about his his latest rant on on his the topic he probably needs to stay the furthest away from um oh, <laughs> the topic of black people and slavery Woo-hoo, now stay away from it now. Van Lathan wasted all of his breath trying to explain to you that what you're saying when you said that slavery was a choice and like. Like, I remember that moment so clearly because that's when, like, like I knew about Van Lathan and, you know, he was like a TMZ, like, person. But that's when Van Lathan, like, his opinions really came alive to me because he's standing there like, yo, dude, like, you can't, you're walking around saying that slavery was a choice. Like, how does that sound like a choice? And Like, that sounds so irresponsible. It sounds like, it sounds like a person who's trying to take the weight off of the actual oppressors, the actual people who have, you know, actually caused these terrible things to happen and try to make, try to absolve them by putting the, putting blame on the victims as opposed to the people who perpetuated this problem. And so I'm like, Van Lathan wasted all his breath to tell you this. And here you go. Talk about, oh, the 13th Amendment, which freed the slaves, should be abolished. We shouldn't even have it. What are you talking about? Did, do, your mother was an educator. Do you read? I don't understand why your mother. Oh, God, Jesus, help me. All right. All right. So, I'm all like, yes, yes. All right, I'm going right. to have some orange juice. All right. <laughs> so, like I was saying, yeah, this is probably the topic you probably need to stay the furthest away from. Given his previous statements. Now, to be fair, I'm not the type of person to tell an artist that they can't have an opinion on something. Or they, (coughs) I'm not going to Laura Ingram, um, Kanye West, and say, just make music. Or, you know, like how she told LeBron James, shut up and dribble. That's not what I'm saying. But Kanye, do your research. Be educated. There are whole books. There's whole websites. There's whole museums. There's there are whole teachers who will sit down and talk to you and 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 work out what you have been so grossly misinformed about. I just it's just so irresponsible. All right. So like I said, he did something good and he does something stupid. So on as Whitney alluded to on his one of his more recent uh, Sunday services, apparently in the Mitt Romney home state of of Utah right now, um, I thought Mitt Romney was from Michigan at one point. But anyway. Why Michigan? I thought he was saying from Michigan. Maybe he hung out in Michigan? I mean, I maybe he was born much. in Michigan. I don't know very much about but anyway, But anyway, Mitt Romney's a current senator from, from Utah right now. But anyway, so he's hanging out there in in uh, in Utah. And he's doing one of his Sunday services in, in Utah. 
and where he goes upon being the Republicans being the ones who freed the slaves. Now, now, on the fate, on the, if we take words alone, words alone, without any particular context, which, again, as Whitney alluded to, a much more deeper dive into the history and the and, uh, complexities of the political parties in America, especially as it relates to what the political parties were in the late 1800s, um, around the time of the Civil War, and, um, and moving on to what they are now, we basically find that while in word only, in word only, was Kanye correct in saying, in word only, was he correct in saying that Republicans freed the slaves? The Republican Party of 1860-something is basically the Democratic Party of today. And sort of. Sort of. A little bit. If you go through it, it basically morphs itself yes. into Both the Democratic switch. Party of today. And the said... Democrats from back then would then be your more modern day Republicans today. So that's what we have now. Obviously, if you didn't weren't um, aware of such a switch (laughs) and as much of the our our friends to the right would like to absolve that. And just lay claim to the historical name We're of the party of Lincoln. Yeah, but you don't act like it, right? But that I mean, but Not that Lincoln was that great. I mean, but you know, he probably would have switched up on y'all. But Completely. but anyway, point is, you want historical name, but don't want historical fact. But anyway, so that's kind of that's where Kanye gets into trouble again. So back to Sunday service. Back to Sunday service. And him doing something good and do something stupid. So I need Kanye to find a little more balance and to do more good and less stupid. Because I'm 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 cool with Sunday service as the concept. Mm-hmm. Because as much has been said, it has um I I do believe it is a entry point as as a person of faith and, and one who is rather involved in the life of the church and would like to see people involved in the life of a good church, in the life of a good church and a healthy church that helps you grow more closer and more deeply in your faith. Um, I believe it's a good entry point as an introduction to the faith. It is not necessarily an end-all, be-all. It is not a, you should just stay here and feel good about it. Mm. It is just... Very much point a entry point and introduction if you had had some general questions about the context mm-hmm. and the concept of this faith that we call Christianity. Mm-hmm. You should not stay mm-hmm. at Sunday service mm-hmm. and call that uh, what we would more um, more colloquially call church. Um, or a more church experience. Mm. It is. It is a very much. It's more like you went to a Kirk Franklin concert, um, and you thought it was cool because you heard melodies from heaven at the club that time, and you thought he was a cool dude, yeah. and you wanted to hear more about it. 
Bet. Or you heard him on that one Tori Kelly song and was like, oh, he cool. Let me check him out. Mm-hmm. However it go, Kirk Franklin concert is not where you should end. No. <laughs> you should, you, no. Whoever's concert. No. It could be Yolanda Adams uh, for the good for the good folks who know who that is that listen to this show. Uh, <laughs> and and all, all your other top Christian artists or contemporary gospel artists. You know, um, what's my man? We're inclusive. Uh, what's my man? Dave Crowder. Uh, okay, we can talk about Dave Crowder. What's the dude with the three names? The dude with the three names. Um, I thought it started with Michael. I don't know. I don't listen to it. Mercy Me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> elevation Worship. Yeah, Elevation Worship. Yeah. Worship. Yeah, them. Yes. But there was some guy with... Oh, Stephen Curtis Chapman. That's what I was thinking about. I don't even know who that is. That's, a, that's what I was thinking about, Stephen Curtis Chapman. But shout out to you, sir, for, for, for furthering the gospel. <laughs> shout out to you. I don't know. But shout out to you. Thank you for your good work in the, in the kingdom and in the faith. Whoever it is, that concert should be your end all. You know, you just should keep going to that concert and call that what it is. You're going to need a little something more deeper as you grow in your uh, in your faith. So, that's my thing about Kanye. The service is cool. Kanye does not need to sell two hundred dollar merchandise at said show. Well, now why? Why shouldn't he sell two hundred dollar merchandise at his show? I'm asking this facetiously. You know that. Well, I'm. Well, you know, actually, that's a very good question because I I think if Kanye is going to do. If if we are to believe Kanye now, because if you if, if we it, are to believe, <laughs> if we are to believe Kanye, you be lying. no, no, because you, you no, because Kanye changes his mind every two every twenty five minutes. He just said he's not gonna make secular music anymore. I'm like, no one believes you. All right, so no one believes that. So if now, because now mind you, some some capitalist is reading to this and is like, well, you wouldn't have a problem him selling two hundred dollar merchandise when he was out there Absolutely. saying. Uh, ne- the, Negroes the, in Paris. I had to censor. Uh, Negroes in Paris, and you're right. You're I would right. not have a problem. Wouldn't care about that. I would not have a problem. That is your business. Because because here's here's the qualifying issue. Qualifying issue. The qualifying issue is that if he's selling Kanye's name only, come on, sir. Then I don't have a problem with him selling two hundred dollars. Come shirts. on, sir. Now. If you want to sell Kanye and Jesus' name at the same time, we got a problem with that. Problem. Problem with that. There's a problem. Now, somebody will say, well, isn't that why artists sell a ticket? Because they're selling their name and Jesus' name at the same time. <laughs> Nowhere in the Bible does it say that you should do anything for free. It doesn't say that. <laughs> Nowhere. Yeah. We, church folk, we need to we need to stop asking our creatives and stuff to do things for free, um, as unto the Lord. Like yes, they they, they might want to give their services, or they might need to pay these bills as well. Like I, we praise God that He is a provider and a giver, and that He helps us out. But also, you should be paying your creatives. Um, however, that being said, we're not selling two hundred and twenty five dollar. Uh, sweatshirts and fifty dollar pairs of socks. No, here's the thing. Whatever, whatever is sold <clears throat> should not be necessarily sold for the for the capitalist industrial profit. 
Let me put it that way. Okay. Um, your goal here should not be to make as much money as possible. Right. The, right. As in what we, in particularly in the Western world, are most guilty of. I think your point should be let's cover costs, let's pay the people, and let's, you know, have some strategic reserves to do the work of whatever ministry I'm trying to do. But it should not be overly inflated is where I'm trying to right. go, either right. by, by your and concert ticket price or by whatever merchandise you sell. Because right. somebody will say, well, Kirk Franklin sells a shirt at his concert, and you're right. And, and he should. And he can't. <laughs> he can't. Again. Now, if Kirk Franklin's shirt was two hundred dollars, <laughs> I would I would be talking about Kirk Franklin about and his two hundred shirt. But since Kirk ain't selling two hundred dollars shirts, I hope Kirk ain't selling two hundred dollars shirts. Kirk don't do this. <laughs> Kirk don't do it. Before somebody emailed was like, I was at the Kirk Franklin twenty five year anniversary concert and there was a two hundred dollars shirt. Well, where, where the funds going to? <laughs> like, help someone's like. But see, well, I don't know. I'm not saying somebody said that. I'm just Why saying. Why are we making this up? But anyway, Guys, point he's is. Not telling it. He's not telling it. Yeah, I'm not saying. Not I'm not here. saying. I said before will, somebody writes we in. We will not get that, sued. I don't. I don't have firsthand, <laughs> firsthand or secondhand information. I'm just saying. I hope no one writes in and says that because I don't believe that right now. That's all I'm saying. Point is. Point is. Point is. The un. The what seems to be the over the top profiteering of the name of your name and 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 using the name of Jesus to get some extra profit on top of it is is what's problematic to me around that piece. But not to mention that this feels hypocritical at best and exploitative at worst. It feels like. What it feels like is he's catering to two different audiences. So he'll go to the black church and say all the black buzzwords, you know, the things that make people like jump up out of their seats and talks about redemption and talks about how God has changed him and how his Jesus phase was stupid and stuff like that. But then he'll go to Salt Lake City and talk about how the Republican Party in the middle of the same service that he's supposed to be sharing around with people, this transformative thing in the middle of that, stop his whole entire thing to preach his own his own beliefs on politics and they're two different audiences and he wouldn't dare say that republican nonsense in so-and-so's church like recently as of today kanye west did a pop-up at howard's homecoming and i can guarantee you he did not walk onto the historic campus of howard university and start spouting stuff about um, the Republicans freeing the slaves. I can almost guarantee that he did not say that to and those wh- folks. And while we're talking about Howard, to all the other people in the neighborhood, keep your dogs off the damn quad. You know, we've been we've been really but, talking about this. But, <laughs> Stop doing that. But that, leave that be. Just keep your dogs off the Stop quad. It. It's not a dog park. It's not. Every patch of green grass is not a dog Y'all park. just have this in your just DNA, just thinking that every piece of land just belongs to you. You could just co-opt it. And you just go let your dog just poop on this place that is historic and, and deeply rooted in the experience of the African American people. How dare you? I, I didn't mean to go on that tangent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I I'm don't. Sorry. Um, you know that means something yes. to me. And I didn't even go to Howard. But yes. But shout out to Howard and all you HBCUs. The, I love y'all. The Mecca. The Mecca of Howard. But uh, 
we have friends who also went to Hampton, and then you know, there's the whole HU thing. But Meanwhile, anyway, we're, neither one of us is involved in that conversation at all. <laughs> All I know for my <laughs> aspect of the black experience, there is no other question as to who was first. Shout out to AFIA. Uh, but, you know, just say it. Just say it. Just say it. And for those who did not know what AFIA means, that means Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Are you really doing this right now on my show? Really? Well, shout out, shout out to. I mean, of course, shout out to Delta, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, of course. And apparently the fans love the apes. So here we are. Um, if you don't understand what we're talking about, it, it just, just mind your business. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so he showed up to Howard University today um, to do this pop up. Apparently, Howard wasn't feeling it. Like it was a bunch of folk, but it wasn't like it's it's Howard University. First of all, homecoming. First of all, you did it on the wrong day. Don't <laughs> go to a homecoming on Saturday in the morning. In the morning for an eight a.m. show. For look, there are mm. two. There, no, there, there. Only you. If he did this on Sunday, he would have been had a much better response. Maybe he would have. Maybe he would have. Maybe not at eight a.m. Though he needed to do it on Sunday at us, about a lot of two. Us, a lot of us aren't really feeling him as a late. No, not we. We would have. We would have looked at him sideways, and we're still looking at him sideways for his latest comments. But most would have went just for the for the um, to at least if I'm going to talk about it, at least I need to at least be um, have experienced it to talk intelligently about it. Mm. All right, so we would have at least went to say either I was right. I was wrong, or maybe I need to add more context yeah. to my complexity of my with, issue yeah. with Kanye. That's it's fair. like we've been doing in this conversation. That's so, fair. problem number one, you're at Howard Homecoming at 8 a.m. on Saturday. <laughs> Let me tell you what everybody at Howard Homecoming on Saturday is thinking about. The tailgate, the step show, the band... And the game, the after party, in that order. <laughs> Let me, actually, the after party goes before the game, actually. Let me tell you, that yeah, is what it is in that particular yeah. in that particular order. Because you got to understand what homecoming is. And, and I know somebody say, Earl, didn't you go to Clemson? You did not go to an HBCU. How are you about to speak about an HBCU experience because you, sir, did not go to an HBCU? You know what? You're right. I did not go to an HBCU. But I have friends who went to HBCUs. I have family who went to HBCUs. And I have stepped foot on the HBCUs, and I have been on HBCUs during this time of black renaissance and culture known as homecoming. It's yearly experience of us coming from far and wide, meeting again, reconnecting as if we <laughs> never left as if time knew no distance between each other and going out there and seeing friends old and new making new all of this good stuff point is that was not the day for it (laughs) 
Fair. Not the day, nor the time. Absolutely fair. The, even the Bible says there's a time and a since season. You, since you want to start doing Sunday service. <laughs> there's a time and a season for everything. But we're joking. We're joking about most of the things um, that we're saying. But in all seriousness, as people of faith, um, as people who practice, and I'm not saying that we are above reproach. I'm not saying that our way is the only way to practice your faith. Um, there are many expressions of the Christian faith and the Christian practice. Um, and we, you know, we're not here to tell you what's right and what's wrong. What we're saying is that if he was consistent, I could respect it. It just doesn't feel consistent. It's one message, one place and one message, a, a different place, you know, in one place it's politicized and the other place he's hitting on buzzwords that, you know, might make people go up who aren't really paying attention. But for the folks of us who are, we're like something in this milk is not clean. This, this simply does not feel right that you're just using buzzwords and, 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 a phony testimony to try to pander to Christian people. Here's the thing. Like the book says, the book says clearly. In fact, I believe the savior himself said it. You shall know them by their what? Not by their merchandise, not by the songs that they sing. You shall know them by their fruit. What kind of fruit are you producing? Like, and so I'm, I'm looking at this and like I'm, I'm just I'm going off of what my Savior has said. You shall know them by their fruit. Um, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I, all these types of things like that, and it, all of this feels very ego driven. All of this feels very ego centered. All of this feels very bravado and hip-hop machismo which okay you know that comes with the territory but that that cannot be married to a faith that tells you be humble and to love your enemy and to to visit the sick and pray for those who are in prison and to and to think of others more highly of yourself and to be care be careful of how you conduct yourself like i need to see this faith in practice like you can't just be up here singing how great um uh, how great is our God with the background of um back that ass up. You know, you can't just do that and then I'm supposed to just buy it. Yeah, it might be a bop. Yeah, I'm like, okay, this might rock. But like at the same time, I I, I can't like it's it's empty to me. It's it's a really beautiful, empty vessel to me. I and and I can certainly understand Given the history of Kanye, given the history of Kanye, how how you come to to your point, I do, I do. Um, one of one of my my favorite concepts in the Bible is simply three words. Well, you can you can break it down to three words. It's called watch and pray. Watch and pray. Um, now the concept to that is, for instance. Plea in this practical application is, yes, uh, we pray for the safety of our homes, but please lock your door. Please. <laughs> please lock your door. You know, it's like watch as well as pray. As well as pray. There's so, a practical application to all of this. So, I, and I get it. I, I, like I said, I get Kanye's 
current and present complexity causes much question as yeah. to the sincerity of his current efforts. It feels exploitative. Now, all I can do, all I can do, and and to and to the analogy of 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 bearing fruit, I I tend to think of this, as, and I agree that a tree should bear fruit. As a matter of fact, Jesus got upset when he saw a tree that looked like it had fruit and had no fruit. He got upset with it. But it was the only thing he actually cursed. Right. So here's the thing. My thing is, I want to figure out, I'm, I'm trying to watch and see at what stage of this tree is Kanye at. Mm. Because Kanye could be a seed right now. A seed. You're better than me. In a ground. Christian than I am. Dealing, dealing with his dirt. Trying, trying to grow through his dirt right now. Trying to grow through his dirt, and then maybe here sometime we'll 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 push through the dirt, see some daylight. Still growing, but not producing any fruit yet. I want him to stop. I want him to stop. Like I just, I, I don't want him to just do this anymore. Like a lot of the Christian experience is not performative. In fact, I would go dare say that none of the Christian experience should be performative. And all of this feels like a giant performance. It feels like an act. It feels like a show where he, another way where he can get attention, another way that he can get money and fame and glory for himself and you know making himself an idol and what do we know about our father god and idols exactly i want him to stop this i want him to reevaluate i want him to take some time and go off to lonely places like our savior used to do and like actually learn something stop thinking that he is the center of all and the the source of all like that ego again another idol and we, like I said, we know what our God does to idols. And so I, I want him to stop. I want him to stop this performative, you know, yeah, it, the, is the music good? Yeah, but w- at what expense? At what cost? Like, it feels like co-opting a culture. It feels like appropriating a culture in which he's simply out here to make money and get attention for instead of really truly furthering the message of of this person known as Jesus. I I I want him to I really want him to stop. I want him to put the Christianity down. Put it down. Go learn some things and then maybe come back. I I don't like how everything feels like a massive performance. Because here's the thing, no one can tell you how to be long suffering. No one can tell you how to persevere. No one can tell you how to pray. Remember, also in the book, those things that you do in secret, God knows and God will honor, you know? But if everything that you do is this big, grandiose performance, the book, the book says you already have your reward. You already have that. It also tells us to warn against, it warns us against false prophets, people who will have a likeness of your belief but not the actual thing. So all of those things are in the book. And if you if you read the book and you read the book and it says, here's the practical application of a thing, and then you see the thing and you're like, hmm, the book said 
that this A, B, and C will happen. And I'm looking and I see A and B and C. Okay. I know what I'm looking at. Like, let's not, let's not muddy the waters. Let's not convolute this and say, you know, <clears throat> like he's, he's still working out his faith and growing his faith. So are all of us. We're all working out and growing our faith. You know how we do it? We do it by learning. We do it by reading. We do it by praying. We do it by connecting. And like you said, neither one of us knows his actual connection with God. Neither one of us knows his actual belief system. But there are some things that fruit. So when you go to an orchard and you go to pick fruit and you go to, you know, you look at certain things. If there are worms in it, you don't pick it. That's bad fruit. If it's too small or it needs more time on the vine, you don't pick that fruit. You pick the good looking fruit, that apple that's shiny and is bright and filled with color and doesn't have any bugs in it, that, that th- those grapes that are just juicy and filled and just hanging from the vine, you know the fruit. The fruit will tell you about the tree. And if all the tree says is exploitative and ego driven and egocentric, that's bad fruit. Simply put. As you can see, me and Whitney have different opinions. <laughs> He's a better Christian than I am. On the state of Kanye at the moment. He's a better Christian. Oh, I, Earl. Earl's a better Christian than Kanye. I, I Earl's just, a better Christian than I am. He's more patient I, and loving. And I, 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 I'm going to get I, there. I don't. I, mind you. Mind you. I don't. I, 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 I see. I, I see. And I understand your 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 frustration and and I can agree with parts of where you are. I can. Um I'm just saying as less even in our um expectations for Kanye and and looking as for the good fruit of Kanye um I'm 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 I guess I'm more so at the point of saying that again watch as well as pray. I want to watch the the growth of this orchard, um, and I want to cause see you can see where something is growing healthily, or something is growing sickly along the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have to wait till this <laughs> fruit has been somewhat produced to see whether it is you know growing right, whether it has been planted in good soil or not, okay. and and I'm at and I'm at the point of saying well. I, 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 there's not much real fruit that I can gain from Kanye right now. Here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at. I, there's not a whole lot, because cause I, if I take it from today, because here's the thing, here's the thing. I'm, I'm trying to somewhat apply a grace to Kanye, which has been given to all of us, that from the day, from a day that we have been, for those who who ascribe to the Christian faith, who are listening to this, from the day that we are saved, um, there is there is a newness that comes, a newness that comes, and on day one, we ain't producing much fruit, and if to at if at all, <clears throat> and to the regular person mm-hmm. who knew us the day before. Yeah. The history of who we are is still at play. Yeah. Our complications, our, our mess ups, our um, 
the good and the bad that we have done in our past is still at play. But the great thing about the Salvific Act, but the great thing about the Salvific Act is that we get a reset. We do. From that. And all of that stuff has, as the book says, has been cast into the sea of forgiveness. That's that's very fair. As far as the East is from the West. Now, I'm not saying that we should not look at what watch and pray to see if and hold each other accountable and hold each other accountable cuz even the apostle paul we see that he had a whole lot of history of killing christians and even when his conversion happened mm-hmm. they said hey bro we ain't too sure about you yeah. but then he had That's some fair. folks who who repped for him cuz as to Whitney said he did take some time and sit and learn at the feet mm-hmm. And then he went out to his ministry. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's, there's a both and an and there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Kanye has gone about this the best way he could have. I'm not. But I'm willing to give, not necessarily give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm willing to watch and I'm willing to pray. And I'm willing to watch and see that, you know, if this, the, to call it when it goes left, and to call it when it goes right. And so to, and we, to, we kind of feel the same exact way then. Because, like I, I, like I just said, I said, he needs time to grow. He needs time to, to bake. He needs time to develop this thing if it is indeed what he's saying or trying to promote that it is. Um, so we're kind of on the same page. We're just coming from different places. Yeah, I'm just not willing to kill him for every misstep. I didn't say kill him. Not kill I him just physically. Want him to go stand in the corner with the dunce hat on. That's all. Yeah. Go stand in the corner with your little dunce hat. Let's not do Sit that. Sit over there. Go right on the board. I will not promote fake Christianity a thousand okay. times, and then right. we'll be all right. All right. What? I don't want any harm <laughs> to come from to him. I I I just want authenticity. And I think that's what you want as well, um, particularly because of the platform that he has. He has a massive, massive platform. And it would be astounding for people to see what real, authentic, true, God-loving people look like. And not necessarily from our pulpits and not necessarily in the suits and the ties and the white uh, white suits and the big hats and stuff like that. But to see... Just to see regular people do this thing and practice this thing, it would be massive for the faith. Yeah, but and even in with Kanye, we know that Kanye was is different all along. Now his authenticness may look a little different than what we're used to. But this ain't it. There ain't nothing authentic about two hundred and twenty five dollar. A uh, sweatshirt Again. that looks like it got thrown into the the red wash while it was white, and then came out pink and tinted. He with said like it was blood washed. Oh, <laughs> give me my. <laughs> hey y'all. Wisdom <laughs> well. But <clears throat> as you can see, this is not our first conversation that we've had about Kanye and the faith, and this probably won't be the last because he's showing no signs of stopping. So, you know. Like Earl said, watch as well as pray and, you know, try to dissect this and to try to continue to be the voices in the dark, to continue to be the people who call out the truth and to continue to pray that 
if this is indeed what is happening, that Kanye finds the light, that Kanye finds the truth, and if this is not what it is, let it be completely exposed as the fallacy that it is before it becomes something dangerous. And that's fair. And that's fair. All right. It's time for a different part of the show. Time for Blacks in the Deep End and the wrap-up rant. All right, folks. Time for the wrap-up rant and Blacks in the Deep End. First of all, um, my rant this week and every week goes out to grown people who don't know how to wipe the seat. Um, So I am a digital nomad. As you guys know, I work in a bunch of different places. Um, As long as they have Wi-Fi and I have my coffee, I can do anything. (laughs) Um, But I'm increasingly and disappointingly being reminded that not all of you were raised in homes. Some of you were raised in barns. Some of you were raised in gutters. Because y'all still, after using the bathroom and you know it's your pee, Refuse to clean up after yourselves, particularly you ladies. I don't understand how you go into a bathroom and just make a mess. Mess wasn't there before you, but the mess is there after you. And you see that it's there and you did it. And you just refuse to clean up after yourself. You're motherless. You are just the the scum of the earth. And I hope that in the afterlife you constantly sit on wet seats. And that's how I really feel about you. Um... Earl said he didn't have a rant. Do you, do you, did, any, did you think of anything? No? I could talk about people who don't know how to properly parallel park. That gets under your skin. Oh, what, my gosh. What I call the non-parking some of us. <laughs> I mean, look, we are trying to find a space on this street. And I get it. You ain't trying to have the front or the back of your car tapped. I get it. I get it. But you don't need to leave an un godly amount of space <laughs> to where nobody can park. Because you you the type of people who leave enough space that only like a Mini Cooper can fit. One now, of those like Havsy cars. Right. Or like one of them smart cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, you need to leave space for the average sedan to get in there. The average sedan. You know, not, the, not a compact, super small, like a Chevy Spark something of the sort. <laughs> that is Chevy Spark. No. It's so cute. It needs to be an average size. If a Malibu can, <clears throat> No, the Malibu was kind of big. The Cruise. If at least the Chevy Cruise can't fit. And I, I understand. Not not a long Lincoln car. Not a long Cadillac. Not a those, boat. Those We're not looking needs, for boats. Those needs, you know, or Suburban or Expedition. No, not the expeditions is, is kind of okay. What was the the excursions? Now nah, don't don't I get it, but the average sedan need you need to leave space for that. If you can you can find space for the average sedan, leave space for the average sedan, and please move your vehicle to the if there's a no parking sign that says do not park from here forward. Or from you know from here back, and you are or it says park from this point forward. Your back bumper should be parallel Please with help. that sign. Please help us. It should not be a half a car length in front of the sign. They put the sign with enough clearance for whoever needed to back out to back out, and for whoever to turn to turn. Your car should be parallel 
with that sign as to give the full amount of parking space available for all cars between the next sign to where it says we cannot park from. As you can see, we feel very strongly about this. So I'm tired of y'all non-parallel <laughs> parking some of us. Let them know. Let them know how you feel. Who don't know how to park right mm-hmm. to at least give space for others to mm-hmm. also park. And I'm telling you, that's when your car gets hit because oh, you, because somebody's trying to squeeze into a space that looks j- that it might be big enough, but then they like bump you three times and say, "All right, <laughs> that all right, I can't fit now." <laughs> you know, because you're doing the whole Austin Powers. <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> Give me oh, space. Lord. You non-parking some of us. That's a good one. See, I hope you, you remember. You feel better? I hope you hear my voice every oh. time you pull. <laughs> you put that car in reverse. <laughs> I should leave space. I don't want to be a non-parking summer. That's right. <laughs> well, amen. Those were good rants. Um, time for Blacks in the Deep End. Rest in peace to a legend, Diane Carroll. Oh, my gosh. Like, we for real just lost another legend. Like, wonderful actress wonderful gatekeeper and door opener to a lot of black talent um just a phenomenal person just you know rest in peace goodness gracious um oprah winfrey is out here making sure your kids go to school um she surprised the staff and the students um of morehouse university another fantastic hbcu with the announcement that she was investing another $13 million to continue the Oprah Winfrey Scholarship Fund that she established 30 years ago. Also, this very same week at the United Negro College Fund, Oprah, who was serving as the keynote speaker for the luncheon, found out that the um, the United Negro, United Negro College Fund had raised $1.15 million at the event. Uh, for deserving students to attend college. And she just announced, you know, I'm just going to I'm just going to match that. <laughs> just going to go ahead and match that so we could just make it a, a nice rounded two point three million dollars. Um, the swag, the the just the the ability to just do that. Like, Lord, please trust me enough so I could just show up to people's luncheon. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how much you raised from just this luncheon. Fantastic. I'll match that. Oh, and shout out to to my man's Tyler Perry on Woo! the opening of his new studio there at the site of the former Fort McPherson there in the great city of Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to all my Atlanteans as a born Atlantean, Grady baby in the house. Y'all know how we do. Um, shout out to Tyler Perry. Um, he's actually contrary to popular belief. He was not the the first man to have or, or the first African-American to own his own studio. There's been a couple of smaller studios that um, um, that have been. But obviously he is by far the largest Woo. and the most straight out. Yeah. Um, Ava DuVernay said that Disney, uh, Sony is larger than all like about four companies. She said they could fit and there would still be 60, mm-hmm. 60 acres left. Yeah. Uh, it'd be you know they 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 fit you know everybody else's sound stages can fit all up in there. And then he named them after like 
amazing African-Americans like Spike Lee, which is interesting because he and Spike Lee have beef. But, but they squashed that, though. What he said was, the, the contribution of what Spike has done for me is bigger than anything he could say um, about me, which I thought was really big. Yeah. I thought that was very, very big. He named a soundstage after Diane Carroll, uh, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Will Smith, um, so many other folk. And yeah, it was just, it was amazing. It was just amazing to see. But what was extra special about it was that uh, he put his own, just like there's a Hollywood Walk of Fame, he put his own Walk of Fame out there. Wow. On the day, highlighting all the different people who have. Um, excuse me, have played characters in his movies or wow. his TV shows, giving them props for the outstanding work that they've done and as a way of celebrating our own. So, so dope. So, definitely shout out to you, Mr. Perry. Yes. And hopefully, this is just um, um, the first of many um, opportunities for to grow your brand and to give opportunities for others who may have been left out of other situations um, and to give them a platform and a way forward. Well, well said. Well said, my love. Um, finally, Montgomery, Alabama has just elected its first black mayor since the founding of the Capitol some 200 years ago in the person of Stephen Reed, a former probate judge. Um, also happening down that way, happening down south rather, not down in Montgomery, but... <clears throat> Timothy Ragland just became Talladega's, uh, Talladega, Alabama's first black mayor as well. Um, he's 29 years old. He's a law stu- uh, law school graduate, rather. He's the first African-American mayor and the city's youngest mayor. So. so for those of you who may not know the significance about Talladega, one, there's an HBCU there, Talladega College, and two... Um, that Talladega is the site of one of the larger uh, racetracks of NASCAR history, um, Talladega Super Speedway, uh, which to at least two times a year, um, all of our friends who love to watch cars go fast and around in a big oval uh, <laughs> descend upon Talladega for... for is that where Talladega Nights comes from? Yeah. No. Yeah, like the movie Talladega Night. Ricky Bobby. Yes, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> the legend of Ricky Bobby. So. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're all what, over the place. What was the thing about what he said? What was the thing? If you're not first, you're last. Or something like that. Which is true. I say that, too. No. Shout out to Golly. A5A. Um, but uh, no, he said something about go fast or something. But anyway. He wants to go fast. But yeah, uh, but anyway. What I'm most looking forward to this is if they invite the mayor oh, to do Jesus. any speaking oh, Jesus. <laughs> at yep. the race. Because you know mm-hmm. it's going to be 200,000 of our non-ass-melanated friends. And uh, just a whole <laughs> melanated ass and then it, mayor and, of the and city. Then, and then my mayor walks out and they're like, and now the mayor of Talladega, what's his name? Oh. Timothy Ragland. Timothy Ragland. And he's 29 years old. And then they're looking for this. And I know who they're looking for. They're looking for about um, uh, early 40s to maybe 50-ish non-melanated person to walk out and be like, welcome to Talladega. No. But, <laughs> but he's going to be like, hello, Talladega. 
I'll be like, or I'm sorry, that was very Barack Obama. That was very Barack Obama. Or it might come out and be like, what's good, Talladega? (laughs) And they're going to be like, who is this nigga? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's somebody going to say. But anyway, big ups. That's what I'm really looking forward to. I really hope. I really hope they invite Mayor Ragland to do stay some words. Congrats, Mayor Ragland. To do it. And if I was Mayor Ragland, if you listen to this, Mayor Ragland, which I hope you are, uh, make sure that you have some words you got to say at Talladega Super Speedway. Do it for the culture, son. And, and come out to something, something with, with, with some bass in it. Come Real. out to something with some bass in it. Real black. Actually, Real black. come out to Old Town Road. Because then, then everybody yes. will be on your side. Yes. And they really... And they'll think it's a black person because they know a black person made the song, but they still kind of like it. So, Although, a lot of y'all started acting real funny when y'all found out your boy was a gay man. We're not doing this on this show today. I mean, we're I'm not, just saying. We're not doing this on this show today. I'm just saying, I still like the song, and I, I encourage him, and I'm going to doing this on this show I'm gonna go up for him anytime I hear him. I'm just saying, some of y'all problematic few. You know, y'all are problematic when you found out it was a black man trying to Congratulations make... Congratulations to Mayor Ragland. Trying to make country music. You try to go even to though, another show. Even though, black people, show even though black people have made country music forever, because you, if you look at cowboy culture, it was us too. We were in there. Are we just talking about the fact that he was black? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about another stuff. What, that he was gay? Yeah, I thought... Yes, I'm also talking about that. They had a problem with that, and then he went and blew up everything, and literally... Now, they had a problem once he got that Levi's sponsorship. Wrangler? Wrangler. Oh, it was Wrangler. Wrangler. My bad. My bad. It's all right. Because it says Wrangler not, on my booty. We're not getting to a whole nother t- show. I was about to say a whole nother TV show. Hey, uh, hey, listen, hey, listen. Speaking it into existence. I don't hey, know if the folks want to see me on the TV you show. You got a face for TV. I don't. Oh, Jesus. I think you do. Just out here being fine. I'm funny looking. Ah, he's fine. Anyway, <clears throat> so thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Earl, for joining me as an as my fellow co-host today and annual monthly weekly commentator yeah <laughs> of all things reclaimed i'm no i'm just a special contributor this is your show oh my gosh a regular contributor thank you guys for tuning in um please 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 remember to like to share and to subscribe to the show um Thank you for leaving your reviews. If you have not le- left a review and you've listened to the show, please leave a review. I would love it. Um, it lets all of the platforms know how you feel about the show, what you think about the show, and should they continue to amplify the show. Um, thank you guys so much for that. Remember that you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at The Reclaimed. And if you have comments, concerns, and screams of fury and pain, you can reach me at the reclaimed blog at gmail.com. Um, thank you, Earl. Thank you, y'all. And as always, peace.